Welcome, everyone, to the latest, greatest episode of the Network Age. I am Bitchel Ritson here, as always, with my handsome co-hosts, Nil Run Mardux and Hafsel Rigner. Boys, how are you doing today? Doing really well. Doing well, thanks. Yes, and we are slated to be joined by an even more handsome, talented man than us, as difficult as it is to believe. Klusk of Twitter fame, a... Um, frontiersman and the, the founder of palestra a really uh, interesting project going on in el salvador and yeah this is one I'm, I'm really excited to dive into yeah i think it's gonna be awesome i mean i got to know klus just at bitcoin meetups in el salvador um and then yeah he stayed at the urbit villa actually for its last six weeks he'll be getting his own villa shortly for palestra we hope that looks like it's almost a done deal so we'll have that space still in el salvador and yeah, I mean, Cluster is a great guy. I just, I love his vision for, and I love that he's also actually stepped out onto the frontier, you know, first with Strike in El Salvador, but later just kind of getting involved with the government there, with the society there, with business opportunities. Unfortunately, we can't dive into like all of those. Some of them are still confidential, but I think he's going to have a really huge amount to share about actually living on the frontier and really thriving on it. Yeah, I think he's going to have, we're, we're going to talk about the ways that people who are sort of like uh, young single guys, entre entrepreneurial and sort of um, adventurous spirit can come to a small place like El Salvador and really get into the network very easily, which is not so easy if you're living in a place where the the institutions are already sort of established. Uh, so he'll give us that. And then I think we'll also talk about uh, realistic look at what it is to pick up and leave and what you can expect if you were the sort of person who wanted to say come to El Salvador. And beyond just El Salvador, I think we'll, we'll dive into just what is a, a network age project like this look like? How do you organize around shared principles and leverage technology and decentralized currency to right. create a um, large new endeavor that promises potentially a, a new way of living? So uh, this is a really great one, and without further ado, we'll get to it. Welcome back to the Network Age. I am here with our extremely exciting guest of Twitter fame, Klusk, who is a, uh, a Network Age frontiersman and El Salvador explorer, a technologist, and the co-founder of Palestra, and we're really excited to have him on today. Klus, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah, it's great to be here. So you uh, are someone with um, long fingers and many delicious pies, and uh, before we, we get to all of them, I'd love to give you a chance to sort of just introduce yourself, tell your story, how you ended up working on these, these different projects, and your, your Bitcoin journey to El Salvador that a lot of people listening to this show have in common. So yeah, how did you, how did you end up in this space in this world? Yeah, I, I was probably, I don't know, pretty, pretty curious, um, pretty curious person. So I mean, I started out my career in the most boring of places uh, at Deloitte Consulting. Um, and uh, quickly realized that I didn't really want to do that. Um, started programming a bit, started getting into Bitcoin like 2017. Uh, I, I actually, I had a, I had a small surgery and I was on like, I don't know, whatever painkillers they give you. And I thought, oh, it'd be great. You know, I'll, I'll just put all my money in Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> your whole career is a high hallucination after a, a surgery. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was, uh, it was 2017. <laughs> it was a fun, uh, you know, uh, it was a fun little time. It was like August. Caught it, you know, sort of, sort of the beginning of that, and then, uh, then kind of got in, into that into that world. It was kind of just a lurker on different uh, Twitter, like forums, Bitcoin talk, whatever. Um, and then a few years passed. Pandemic, inside investing, whatever, crypto, Bitcoin, whatever. Um, then it was like, yeah, maybe I'll just go work for, maybe I'll just go work in this, uh, kind of sick of the, sick of the old world. So then I got a job, uh, as a software engineer at strike, uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin company, payments company exchange, um, worked there for a bit. And then I, I like been kind of moving around the country. I, I lived in Los Angeles, lived in DC, uh, lived, so then kind of moved down to Florida where I'm from originally. Um, and then it was like home and I was like, ah, like kind of bored 
um, went to the Bitcoin conference in April in uh, in Miami last like 2022. And then it was like, oh, you know, I'll take a two week trip to El Salvador, see what it's like. Maybe, you know, learned a bit of Spanish, lived in lived in Spain for a bit. Um, it was like, OK, you know, it seems like you know, it could be, it could be OK. Um, now I've pretty much been living here uh, for over a year and uh, working on different stuff. It's, it's almost starting to detach from Bitcoin, although uh, definitely, definitely in that sphere still and, and kind of working, uh, working along, alongside some of those people. So, you know, you showed up and, and, and drank the Kool-Aid and de- decided to stay. So I'm curious what about um, that move really took hold of you? Was it, you know, is it? lifestyle stuff is it values things what has really persuaded you that uprooting your old world life was was the way to go and and why you needed to pursue this new way of, of being yeah well i mean universal basic latina gf uh you know. <laughs> sure yeah everyone gets one right <laughs> <laughs> you, you the first one the first ones yeah that's that's what universal mm-hmm. is you get one um, now, now I've, I already had one, so now, now we'll have to, we'll have to move forward. But I mean, I, you know, I, I felt like, you know, I felt like there was nothing for me in, in the old world, like in, in like, it spent some time, I, I spent some time in, you know, kind of rooms of important people just didn't seem to, to have an appeal and allure. And especially after like, like 2020, 2021, I was like, yeah, uh, it doesn't really, doesn't really interest me um and coming down to el salvador it feels like you know i think like the kind of silicon valley of like you know the the 2000s like from i don't know you know 2000 to to 2015 even uh feels like it's been distributed right it's been distributed kind of through through crypto markets through kind of these networks i mean that's i think that's kind of what the pod touches on um sort of this phenomenon and so i think part of it part of the physical representation of this is in el salvador where you can kind of create something um where the momentum is is sort of behind you and uh there's sort of this implicit understanding that now okay well now you need to build if you're if you're kind of here and uh so so anyway yeah i've um i like the kool-aid in el salvador it's pretty good Mm I mean, the original Kool-Aid was down in South America, so you're not too far from. I'll make my yeah, way. History. Yeah, there, there's still time. Are we gonna um, do like a? Are we gonna do like a pilgrimage to Jonestown? Is that is that in the, uh, in the works? Palestra? <laughs> Any of us? I, I think Palestra it must be Guiana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious. You know, so you came down originally when you were with Strike, and you you had that sort of kind of Silicon Valley distributed analogy there, which yeah, we definitely buy on the network age. I'm just curious, though, like, how have you found the social scene to be on the frontier? Are we talking like Silicon Valley pre-Apple or are we like in the 2000s Silicon Valley? Like, how is it Mm. actually like living on the frontier? What are kind of the business opportunities and how is kind of the social life? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like the frontier collects, it collects people who uh, either decided to defect or were just never, never, like, never attracted to the world in any way. Or forced to defect, or for whatever mm-hmm. reason, right? So you've got you've kind of got an interesting collection of people. Um, it, you know, there's kind of a few different groups, but overall, I mean, the the social scene. You know, there's kind of like the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin group, the kind of crypto group uh, that's looking to kind of, I don't know, do something in in the in the physical world alongside that. And then there's like kind of uh, surfing surfing types. I mean, yeah, there's kind of an, an interesting collection. But I mean, the the social scene. Overall, I mean, is pretty pretty dynamic. Um, I think it's growing. I think like the first movers have already come, right? And now you're kind of experiencing a second or third wave. Um, but I, I think it's probably more Silicon Valley prior, you know, pre pre Apple. I mean, maybe eighties, nineties, uh, sort of because you're you're dealing with a different foundation. I mean, like El Salvador is not the United States. It's not San, you know, it's San Jose of you know, uh, you know that era, but uh. I think, you know, I think, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities, um, whether it's, you know, the, basically like the government is is really supporting and welcoming some of these people. They, they see kind of the advantage, right, of of getting some of the best minds of the old, you know, the old system or the old world and getting them to to, to make the leap. And I'm curious whenever I see, you know, a movement that has a you know physical instantiation in a particular location, especially now when it's so easy to be 
mobile, you know, wondering exactly how that that came about. And I'm curious if you think, is it as simple as government policy, the the El Salvador's friendliness to crypto and to Web3 innovation? And is that something that could be easily replicated by governments with similar policies and initiatives? Or is there something about the the physical location or the community of people who are willing to go there? Like, where where does it come directly from government initiative? And where does it come from other factors? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think... Um, I think the, the Salvadoran government specifically did something that, you know, other governments probably can do, but because of size, um, I mean, El Salvador, I think is a country of 6 million or 5 million or, or something. I see comparisons between, like, I see people online saying like, oh, well, if Mexico were to do this thing that El Salvador is doing, everyone will go to Mexico. Wrong. Uh, first of all, Mexico is too large to be agile, right? There is kind of an optimal size. Uh, some countries are simply too large to be agile. Um, El Salvador seems to be kind of in the sweet spot of, you know, it could be, it could be a little bit less, a little bit more. Right. But there is, there is a, a number that matters. There is a size that matters. Um, so it's not everyone, but what, what I would say is that El Salvador has been able to employ, they've been able to leverage networks, right? They, they leveraged the Bitcoin network. They said, we're going to plug ourselves into this and sort of this, you know, there's, there's sort of the Telian concept of like zero to one, uh, of like, you know, you have to you have to go from zero to one. So I don't I don't know if like if 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 one is like this network state, uh, El Salvador's not there, but it's further along in this journey than any of the others because it was able to plug into two specific networks and leverage them very well. The Bitcoin network they were able to stand out and kind of be unique because they made it part of their they made it actually part of their governance model of the country. One and two is like Twitter is the Twitter network, which is probably I mean I think that you know the most compelling social media network still. Um, and they were able, like, Naib uses it a lot to, to communicate directly to the people. We saw actually that with Trump as well, or, or some other, you know, some other figures as well, where they were able to just kind of go direct. Um, mm. So, and also they're able Musk to as well, obviously, for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I think the Twitter network is is pretty, pretty powerful um, as well. And, and they've been able to kind of leverage that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think I think those those two things are kind of unique, um, and governments could replicate that, but I think they're just not agile enough. And so I do think there is there's kind of, you know, El Salvador also, it is a pretty interesting geographic spot in the world. I mean, it's got the volcanoes. Uh, I know that you know Irvin had the volcano summit; it was a success, and you know the 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 ocean, the surfing. They're they're really trying to pick. The, the the best things about the country and, and and sort of yeah leverage them it's very apropos that we're bringing up agility because i think today they're having well they're, they're having the uh, central american and caribbean games all week and mm -hmm. um they need to have the uh bicycling happen on decent roads so they've basically shut down the entire government in the in the country so that they can have the roads in san salvador free and everybody's you know taking a day off that can't happen anywhere else, but because they needed these good roads for the bicycling, they, you know, they need to shut down the roads, which means shutting down San Salvador, which means shutting down the bureaucracy in San Salvador. And since it probably makes up, you know, 90% of the bureaucracy in the country, they just shut down the whole government for bicycling. It's pretty That's interesting. Nice. I'm pro that. More government shutdowns and more bicycles. Like yeah. Athletic. Given, given to me. Yeah. Yes. It's the athletic atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I I think it's interesting, Klus, that you specifically mentioned like the idea of a network state. I know that some of those concepts are um, important to Palestra, and I, I think we'll get to that and, and dive in in more detail later. But I, I one of the interesting things about a, a network state, right, is that while they certainly can have physical in, instantiations, they are obviously not bound by traditional national, political, and geographic borders. So I, I find it interesting that despite some of this project nominally being tied to network connectivity and um, resources that are accessible to you know anyone with the correct internet speed anywhere in the world, there still seems to be some sort of physical component that is difficult to replicate purely through online activity. So I'm, I'm curious what you see as the relationship between 
um, what is theoretically a boundless organization and relationship and this, you know, human need to be in the uh, physical spot with people who have shared values and are working on the same projects. Yeah, yeah. So I think like both of these things, yeah, they're kind of in, you know, kind of compare, right? You've got the physical and you've got the digital um, and they're both meant to feed each other, right? The physical is actually more literal, uh, right? Where, you know, you've got the land, you've got food, uh, you've got sort of social connection, which is also feeding a part of your mind. Uh, you have energy, right, that you're consuming, um, especially, you know, if you're a Peter, you're consuming more uh, energy and you're becoming more powerful by the day. Um, and then and then you have the digital, which are actually feeding some of the some of the the goals we have to kind of, you know, improve, improve um, connection ac across, you know, so so improving connection, right, improving like social ties uh, across borders, long distance. Um, also working to, um, you know, build technology solutions. Uh, you can work with like crypto AI, these, these, these types of things. Right. Um, so, and these, these kind of feed into each other. Uh, so I think, I think that that's kind of how I, I view it. Right. One, one is pushing the other. It's sort of more like a cycle as opposed to, you know, two ends of, of a spectrum. Um, so that's, yeah, I mean, in short, that's, that's kind of my, my perspective on, on it. And has, has being there it seems like being there has really accelerated the, the pace of the projects that you're you're working on yeah without it without a doubt like things here are are moving really quickly it's like every day i'm thinking like i actually need to focus um because there's there's just so many so many different things um but there's massive alpha in being in a place where where the government and the people around you are are kind of aligned and and you're all kind of focused um you actually don't need that many people I think there's a there's a, a kind of a fallacy where like I need like thousands of people, I need ten thousand people or whatever the number is, uh, right? Um, you you kind of don't. Uh, you you just kind of uh, need need alignment is really the really the powerful element. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is a good opportunity to dive into a couple of your projects. Um, I I know you're the um, co-founder uh, co of Palestra, as we mentioned, and, and Chatnet. What is taking up most of your, your attention right now? Yeah, so I, I've i been focused on, so actually, so so kind of going back a little. So my, when I, when I left Strike, uh, that was in January. Um, and I was thinking, well, I say left, uh, let, we'll, we'll just say it. I was laid off uh, from Strike. Uh, so let's they, go. They kind of had a large, uh, <laughs> you know, they had a large kind of layoff. Um, it's, it's kind of public. Um, so I was laid off and I was living in El Salvador. Uh, it was January 11th. And I was like, okay, you know, like, well, what do I do? Well, it's pretty cheap to like live here. Uh, right. So I could, you know, it's Sarah. But, but I was like, I, I felt, I had this feeling. I was like, okay, I'm here. There's not too many other people doing the same thing, sort of position in the same way. So I'll just kind of hang around a little bit. Like, you know, we'll see. Uh, Hit up, hit up John Smith from Chadnet. You know, uh, we started working on some stuff, uh, kind of pushing that project along. And I was just thinking about, like, you know, these, these kind of, there, there have been some city projects or some of these attempts to build, uh, you know, charter cities and, and these things with a lot of, of well-intentioned, uh, really intelligent people contributing to them. But there was something about El Salvador that's, that's sort of a different dimension on this. Um, uh, the, the government, as I as I kind of hinted at, has already moved. You know, if if the end goal is like this one where you have this network state where you know everything, kind of the the digital is feeding the physical, and you're and you're really um, kind of aligned, uh, you know, with, with that whole kind of stack, then El Salvador's further along in the journey than than anyone else, um, and they're amenable to it. They're supporting. You don't have to go to to a government that's agnostic or hostile uh, and and try to try to build something i mean they're they're basically sending out a signal when they say yeah bitcoin's a currency here um you know bitcoin is 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 legal tender i mean it's it's not you know adoption rates not 100 percent um but uh but it's further along than than anywhere else right to the to the critics um so uh so yeah i mean that's that was that was one of the things that that made me think okay if if you're going to build something here if you're going to build a town a village whatever you kind of want to label it as um, El Salvador is really the only place that you can do that. 
Yeah, and can you can you dive into, you know, you were laid off from Strike. Like, how did you get involved? We can't touch on a lot of the kind of really exciting, interesting stuff, but how did you kind of get access to these opportunities? You know, because some people look at the frontier and they're like, all right, there's not many other people here. But from knowing you, it, it seems like your experience was like, okay, there's not many, many people here. I can get access to these opportunities now. I can get um, looped mm-hmm. in at levels that wouldn't be possible before. So can, can you kind of talk about like why you should kind of go, like what's been your experience in going early, like being early to this? Like, do you think it's kind of contrasting that with Deloitte, which is more of a extremely <laughs> established company? Like how, how has the c- contrast been? What are the opportunities like when you are early? Yeah, yeah. So the opportunity, yeah. So like, you're able to insert yourself at a layer that's not possible uh, in in other sort of developed entrenched uh, structures, right? Uh, so that's that's like point number one. But I think like, so, I mean, Twitter Twitter is pretty powerful. Um, it's pretty it's pretty crazy to think of the reach. I mean, I I do not have a large account by really most standards. I I think I have five thousand followers or something now. Um, not you know it's not really a lot, but but if it's reaching the right people, really that's that's kind of what matters. So I think um, you know I was able to to kind of get different opportunities, um, make connections, whether it's for Palestra or here here in El Salvador with with certain influential people, um, you know, kind of using the Twitter network and, and leveraging that as a resource, right. Um, both for finding, finding new, new opportunities and also like connecting, kind of connecting with uh, contemporaries or kind of peers, uh, in, in this circle and sphere. Mm. And so you're finding that just through Twitter connections, like powerful people in a country like El Salvador, they're on Twitter a lot. It seems. I think, I think, you know, yeah, yeah, there's some, some people here i think you know especially when you kind of get to that i think like crypto is unique in this way because there's there's sort of an implicit governance element to it um that there aren't like it's it's more multi-dimensional than than other uh than other communities so i think like government people are interested uh they they sort of view you know crypto as one of the last meritocracies uh, right. So you kind of tw- actually like Twitter posting is one of the final art forms uh, that's like actually like the best like the best artists of our days are making like insane hyperborean edits and like, you know, giga chat monologues. Uh, and so like there's a meritocracy to it. And I think that that's yeah, that's that's understood, whether it's at, in El Salvador or some other, you know, probably other go- governments as well. You know, you mentioned network states, Balaji's idea, and you mentioned mm-hmm. charter cities. Let's talk about Palestra. Like, is Palestra's goal, how is it distinct from those other projects? I don't know. Praxis is trying to build a city. Balaji, I'm actually not even positive what his sort of concrete current step is. You might be, you probably know better than me. But I'm kind of curious, how does Palestra contrast with these earlier projects and how is it unique? Yeah, I think, well, you know, just just focusing on Palestra, I think our our goal is really to lean into El Salvador um, and really like ride the wave that that El Salvador has. Um, so the the place definitely is it's definitely important. I think if you go to, you know, if you're looking to build something in a in a country that's um, you know in the European Union, uh, you have to deal with the European Union's stipulations and and I mean that's harder than than even the United States in in many ways, uh, right? So I think just the likelihood of of getting any sort of sovereign territory or semi-sovereign or how, however you kind of want to measure this, uh, you know, how measure that, like, it's so unlikely. Um, and in that process, you, you know, you kind of have to respect the, 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 the government or whomever you're, you're pairing with. Uh, right. And um, I don't know, mm. personally, I just have, I have, you know, just such high respect for, for kind of the success that the government El Salvador has had. So uh, um, I think that that's, that's sort of a big thing. Um, Also, yeah, like, yeah, it's just, it's just further along in that journey. Um, It's, you don't have to kind of convince them of the merits of Bitcoin crypto. You don't have to convince them of the merits of having low taxes. I mean, these are all like non-starters if you're going to try to do something new, uh, really truly innovative streamlined in, in some sort of, you know, in some jurisdiction. I mean, uh, also like El Salvador is better than Singapore. It's better than Dubai in some in some facets, right? Because 
well, cost of living is so much lower. Um, you also have, you know, just culturally, it's it's if if you're like coming from the United States, if you're coming from, you know, Europe, uh, just like it's it's just more of a cultural um, similarity. And um, why don't we back up a, a tiny bit? And can you take a second to explain exactly what Palestra's goals are? Like we talked about how perhaps El Salvador is better for those, but what is you know your vision and Palestra's vision, and what are you actually trying to execute? Yeah. So there's sort of different. There's a few different phases of this, right? Um, the the end goal is is to is is to look at creating um, kind of a village or or a town in El Salvador uh, that's uh, you know kind of an example um, uh, of of a, what a city on a hill perhaps a city on a is city on a hill to use the to a use city the on a volcano on the volcano maybe <laughs> uh, I like that marketing a city on a yeah. volcano I like I like that too so so I mean that's the uh, that's the idea we believe that basically El Salvador is kind of becoming that. Uh, I think it's it's already pretty clear that it's been that for for crime, right? In the security situation, um, that they've they've done an, an incredible job at that, and now now pushing on to new heights. And I think Palestra's goal is to is to contribute to that, and and you know, kind of also focusing on you know technology and um, whether it's you know working with crypto, Bitcoin, um, different technology solutions. Or uh, or pharmaceuticals, uh, different. Just trying out trying out new things. A place that you know is kind of a sandbox for for development. Um, we'd like to create you know a a small uh, a, a small place to to really to really welcome anyone from around the world that's looking to to build something. That you know El Salvador is El Salvador is the place for that. And, and more specifically, you know Palestra can can be that uh, you know the, the exact the precise uh, place. So. Yeah, cool. And so, what what would be the main pillars of this volcano on the hill? Like, is it organic food? Is it you know volcano uh, on a hill? Nil run. Sorry, you, you crazy guy. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Classic. Um, yeah, what would be the key pillars of this? Is it like what do you see attracting people? You know, you're you're familiar with the old world, right? With Deloitte. You know, top consulting firm with what the people value from LA and DC, New York, Florida. Um, what do you see attracting talented, good people to this this Palestra spot? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, I think you kind of have two. There's there's sort of two. There's sort of two things, right? So yeah, obvi- like ideally, and and what we're looking to do is yeah, have a place with you know, you've got the best. You've got the best organic food. Uh, you have a, a facility to, like a basically the gymnasium, right? So the palestra literally means gymnasium. Uh, and, and Italian would be like, why, why the hell have you named this thing such a, a simple, stupid word? Um, so the, really, at the core of palestra is sort of this idea of fitness, of health, of wellness, of improvement, right? Of of making yourself uh, more resilient, even. Uh, to you know some of the negative elements uh, that we see in the world, so so that's that's part of it too, and I think that that's sort of a symbol as well. Just how like I mentioned, you know, Bitcoin is a symbol for El Salvador. Maybe um, I think like Palestra's symbol is 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 health or perfection or this kind of uh, this idea that there is a perfect form. Uh, so so that's really the the sort of the center or like the organizing principle, and. With that, we want to also attract intelligent people who are looking for this, right? So, um, people who think differently, you could say. Um, of course, that's a you know the, the <laughs> Apple thing, right? But but like people who think, you know, in, in a new way. So so we, you know, for the application for Palestra, we do ask a series of questions that are looking to gauge, you know, looking to gauge that. And um, I think I think the old world is just becoming less and less attractive by the day. Even the younger you are, the less attractive it is. Uh, it's because it's geriatric, it's slow, it's uh, at times hostile. So um, I think El Salvador, yeah, El Salvador's kind of cracked into something a bit unique. And I think like Palestra, you know, we can kind of be, you know, we can kind of contribute to that, to that, and, and kind of build on that using using our network, right? Using 
you know, there's a lot of great people in Urbit. There's a lot of great people working on different tech projects, um, working on, you know, novel medicines and, and such that, that we just kind of want to, you know, support. So. Um, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned like thinking differently, uh, you know, which I, <laughs> I, I voted into it because there's a way in which that seems like, is, what is that a, a dog whistle for? Are we, what are we all thinking <laughs> differently about here? But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm you curious. Tell me. You, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm curious what some of the um, application questions are actually. Like, what what are you asking people? What are you, what do you hope to learn about people from this process? Yeah. So, like, uh, for example, I mean, some of these are sort of somewhat Telian questions, um, right? What's there's the classic one that's actually just lifted from him, right? Where it's, uh, what's something that you believe that most people don't like that, that no one else believes, right? That, that's like the classic one. But there's also, um, what's, give an example of a time that you've hacked a non-technical system. Uh, and what, what, we're, what we're looking to do is, you know, there's like, there's obviously like engineering and you can, you can be an excellent engineer, but there's sort of a different dimension of this. I mean, like the, the, the kind of idea behind maybe like the network age or the network state, uh, right, is you have this great technology solution, but how do you bridge the gap between that and like, you know, not the real world sounds sounds so like, but like, yeah, the physical world. And so mm -hmm. that question I think is interesting because you sort of get to see how someone's mentally, like mentally modeling the the world around them uh, and structuring, structuring their thoughts and what pattern and, um, and I like that question for me, I've been really impressed with a lot of the applicants, uh, just like some of these interesting stories they tell, like, um, I, some of, some of the things, right. Are maybe, maybe less than, less than 100% legal. I don't know. Uh, but they, uh, sure. you know, some, some interesting, <laughs> you know, hacking a non, a non-technical system is, is, uh, yeah. Well, that, well, that's sort of, I think, you know, in, in the, the spirit of play that some of the world has lost and something that I find I appreciate about, projects Mitchell wants more like, crime basically but yeah exactly but, I do. well more, more fun crime. not the violent kind the fun, fun crime kind. fun yeah crime. Fun crime. more pr fun more crime. pranks big uh big <laughs> more whimsy well yes well i mean that's where hacking sort of comes from originally in the original sense of like you know like the mit physical uh hackers like breaking into buildings and you know putting cars on on roofs and, and things and i think there is something about the right project the right thing that shows both a um a healthy skepticism of, of certain rules and um, introducing creativity to make something that can um, either improve your life or, or bring delight. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm saying I like that question is my long way of saying that. Awesome. Um, I, I had a sort of uh, question that the, the perfect form thing that you said is interesting to me because at least publicly, uh, <laughs> there are times that it feels to me like Palestra is maybe more than anything else, an aesthetic project. Uh, you know, it like that's a lot of what like the, the Twitter is about and, and to some degree your Twitter. The main difference being that you like to post pictures of topless women and Palestra likes to post pictures of topless men. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm curious exactly where this this fits in. Is this as, as simple as sort of we're trying to meme what being healthy and functional looks like or is there something more about, about I don't know, actually like aesthetics and, and beauty? And I, yeah, let's start there. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, I mean, like the power of the meme, I mean, is certainly important. Uh, so I think that's that's a component, uh, right? Of, uh, uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of my Twitter is, is uh, you know, I'll, I'll post a lot about uh, health and the weight of, uh, both both women and men um so i think i think there's certainly equal opportunity absolutely right so <laughs> i i think we've got you know there's definitely a health crisis in in the united states and probably across the world uh for a variety of reasons um, but i mean cholesterol itself right we kind of view like we do, we're not just accepting like polish bodybuilders we're not like like that are that are in perfect form right it's more it's more the ideal of we need we need everyone to be pointing up right we need to mm -hmm. everyone to be kind of focused on becoming, fully erect be, specifically for you Hapsel, yes um, <laughs> and, and this is and this is the 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 difference of you know palestra we're 
we're focusing on on really that you know the kind of discipline you could say it's it's sort of there's sort of this link between you know elevating yourself whether you know professionally whether it's you know whatever industry you're in and and personally uh, right so there's sort of a discipline that's required that's that's applicable across both of these uh, mm-hmm. these things so um, that's really a core you know core value of Palestra mm. personally um, you know I yeah I, I do post I tend to post more women Palestra does have a few more a few more guys uh, the, the back muscles and such but the um, yeah so there is sort of an aesthetic component and the beauty component and I think what this actually hints at is truth right so um, kind of natural natural law right um the, the the beauty element right is is sort of a reflection of something a bit a bit deeper right so there's there's all types of beauty there's physical beauty um and to me that's the same beauty that you see like the birds and the birds in the trees and like their melody is perfect uh the the, the trees and the leaves just kind of um are in like this perfect shape and these perfect forms and like there is a truth to this so i think i think that's what you know, that's, that's sort of what we're hinting. That's what we're hinting at. And I think, I mean, the perfect meme goes straight to that level. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, there's, there's the physical representation of the image or the the video or whatever. And then, and then you have the sort of soul, mind, body, that's a bit deeper than that. And then there's, you know, depending on, on your beliefs, right, there's this kind of a spiritual component, right? And, and the best meme at least gets past that first. That's why, you know, people say certain certain political beliefs. You know, they can't meme, right? The left can't meme, right? Is this whole thing, right? So, so it's like, well, you have to pierce beyond at least that first level and get and get to something in the mind or the body or the or the soul, uh, right? Or you know, that that kind of level. Mm. Yeah, really interesting. Where do you see the prior art being? It seems like you've kind of taken the Costa Rica type, like learning from Costa Rica, but replaced yoga with more like Olympic level kind of like <laughs> aesthetics. So yeah. where, where do you see the prior art being? The um, what was that? What was that word? The prior like the the prior art. Like what what do you where do you kind of take from the existing body of knowledge? Mm. Like what what's the closest thing to palestra that's been done that had some success that you think could be kind of modified, tweaked, and perfected, or is it entirely original? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we definitely draw on like the La Sierra High School program. Uh, that was rolled out in the 60s in California for physical education for for high schools. Um, I know that Palestra is not it's not really doing you know we're not really targeting high school, but there is kind of this um, this discipline, this rigidity, this this belief that there should be a minimum standard that that anyone could could kind of get to. Um, you know, we don't need everyone to be Olympic athletes. It's it's not even society shouldn't really be only in that pursuit um but it's certainly complementary to a lot of other things so um Mm. i think we draw on that uh aesthetically i mean it's i mean it's um you know there's uh the the bronze age pervert uh and and his his views of you know club tropical excellence uh you know there will be uh yeah uh, olympic diving uh you know um so so definitely leveraging that i mean if you're going to build you know, something I'd say like club tropical excellent is like this perfect form. It's this beautiful ideal. Um, but like may, may Palestra be some, some form of its physical representation here on, here on earth. Um, I'm curious. Uh, we talked about membership a little bit earlier. What does being a member of Palestra actually mean? And who is this open and accessible to? Um, I know that, you know, you're, there's, you know, you've talked about the the support of the El Salvadoran government for this type of project and this type of innovation. And so I'm also curious, are most of the people who are applying to be members or interacting with Palestra, like, are they, you know, other well-off, rich, Western, you know, old worlders that are coming to seek this, this new uh, city on a volcano? Or is there also some deeper interaction with the local El Salvadoran community or, or somewhere in between? Yeah. So there's definitely some, uh, there's definitely some from the outside. Um, you know, I'd say that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people kind of just because of, of networks and how networks work, right. If, if, if myself and my co-founder are the kind of origin of it, um, it's going to branch out kind of from us 
in into you know kind of first in our world and our communities and so uh you know i come from yeah i come from the bitcoin world crypto world el salvador um and so a lot of the people are you know kind of somewhat like me as far as characteristics uh right um uh but uh the more the more time i'm in el salvador i suppose the more salvadoran i become so uh <laughs> uh, more, you know, I don't know. I'm like transmogrifying. I'm a little tanner than normal anyway, but, uh, it's, um, you know, I think there's definitely, there's, there's a growing kind of Salvadoran, um, component as what we're seeing in the applications. Um, so, so that's, that's definitely welcome and something that we, we want to grow. And, uh, just follow up, what does it, what does it mean to be um, a member of Palestra? What, what does it give you access to and what perhaps what are the responsibilities if there are any? Yeah. So we, we're still, we're still kind of working out some of the details of, of that. Um, but I would say, you know, right now, right now, Palestra's community, uh, it's um, kind of a network of, of kind of interesting people. We're kind of looking at sharing ideas, but I think uh, more, more detail to come uh, in the near future, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll invite that. you back onto the pod, the return debut. Uh, Love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But in terms of in terms of the summit, you have that coming up fairly soon. You know, I think we're by the time this releases, we're probably already you know about a month away from the summit. So, can you talk about the summit? I think it's pretty interesting. You know, I don't want to go too much back to like prior projects, but like I don't know with Praxis, all they did was throw parties in New York, which you know is a noble pursuit itself but, um, <laughs> many have att- many have attempted yes many have attempted and some have succeeded at that but can you talk about the summit um how big is it who are you kind of targeting for speakers and attendees and how do you see the summit kind of complementing things that are happening in group chats on twitter yeah yeah that's interesting last point especially so um i can't yeah so i can't share a ton of stuff uh, like everything, but what I can say is, you know, we're targeting, I think we'll be somewhere between 50, 60, 75 people, uh, attendees in total. Um, I think, you know, the, the summit really is, is meant to be kind of a bridge, right. Between the, the digital and the physical, right. Where we kind of have these online networks, whether it's Urbid, Bitcoin, Twitter, um, and, you know, it's great to post and to kind of dream of things online um and i think el salvador as i mentioned is sort of fertile ground for actually building building some of these things that people pontificate about online or they they, they kind of dream of doing and i think palestra can be sort of a funnel for for the the summit specifically can be a, a funnel for some of those dreams and goals and ideas into the real world um, whether it's through the relationships made or, you know, um, kind of the ideas that are shared and, and kind of the businesses or, or other things that can kind of form as a result or projects. Um, so I'd say that that's, that's one of the primary goals of the summit. Um, as far as the attendees, uh, we have, you know, a decent, decent orbit uh, contingent that's shaping up. Uh, but in addition to that, um, some, uh, some, kind of online uh, Twitter Twitter people, whether it's in the um, health space, governance space, tech, uh, kind of cutting across all of these, but with that with that sort of network um, you know, network state uh, um, uh, yeah, relationship. So um, what else? What else? We have the Peters. We've got some like health uh, definitely there's gonna be some some interesting conversations, whether they're kind of the structured talks about pharmaceutical development, agricultural development, um, uh, regenerative agriculture, things of this nature. Uh, so we're going to be talking about a lot of the things that we would like to see. I think the theme is basically, oh, we'd like to see these things in our home country, whether whether you're coming from abroad uh, or or whatnot. You know, you'd like to see some, some new ideas being tried out. And so I think this this is sort of the place to, to do it. It's, it sounds like you can't um, go into, say, the speaker list, but can you give us, um, you named a few things like pharmaceuticals, and uh, but can you give us like a sort of a rundown of the sort of topics that people would expect to see and then maybe some of the activities that are, that are going to happen? 
Yeah. So the way that we're looking at structuring this is basically in the mornings, um, having a couple talks. I think the human brain can only take like two or three hours of like speakers. Everyone's been to these conferences and they're just like, I don't know, by like hour five, you're just tapped out and you're at the bar or talking with friends. Um, so for the first, yep. for the first couple hours, we'll have speak speakers, um, talking about, uh, say topic like governance or, um, uh, we'll have, uh, what, what can I, what can I kind of say that we'll, we'll, we'll basically, you know, kind of these network state concepts. So, um, yeah, governance, uh, uh, regenerative agriculture. So we'll have a, we'll have a talk on that. Like if you, if, if someone were to say, here's the keys to my ministry of agriculture, say, say, you know, what, 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 what can you do? You know, try, try your best, right? This is, this is, this is hypothetical, right? Close uh, it all but, down. It's creating too much CO2, you know, it's just an easy <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah. The nitrogen, uh, sorry, Dutch farmers. It's, it's sorry, over. It's, it's over. <laughs> so, uh, so like what, yeah, what, what would we try out differently? Uh, and, and I think like that, you know, we've got agriculture, we've got, um, what else do we have? We have actually a, a documentary being shown, uh, some kind of pretty interesting, pretty interesting topic. I know when you say the word documentary, people are like, oh no, uh, I love citizen four. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, but, uh, so in the morning, so like, yeah, there'll be kind of two, uh, a couple talks, right. But they'll be, they'll be interesting. Um, and then. In the afternoon, we're going to have several different kind of excursions, events, um, trip to the trip to the waterfall. There's going to be surfing. There's a beach. There's so at the at the place. There's a jungle gym. There is a there's a gym on the beach. Nice uh, in the sand uh, with weights uh, that you can. There's surf like you, people are going to be able to if they want to surf. Uh, we have uh, like a ton of surfboards. Um, if they want to camp on the beach, you know uh, you can camp on the beach. There's a uh, we're going to barbecue in the evenings, uh, you know, pig uh, on a spit, uh, have steaks, horses, um, some horses. We will have horses. Yeah. Uh, I would. Yeah, I, I think I'll have to ask for permission of like uh, uh, if there will be nude horseback riding. I don't know mm-hmm. that we'll have to see. But but I, I want to keep it. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You can pull, uh, a, so you can pull a lady Godiva sort of- through. Yeah, some some eastern <laughs> Salvadoran city and freak out the. We need to have fire. I don't know more, a little more fire than what I'm what I've already got. So mm-hmm. we'll have some more fire. Uh, I assume there will be some sort of um, BJJ tournament as well that the rest of the attendees can can be betting on. I'll throw my yeah, money. Yeah, so there will be there will also be I believe a poker, uh, you know, some, some sort of uh, yeah poker tournament. Uh, you know, select select attendees. Um, what else do we have? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we'll have some uh, some music in the in the evening, and we'll see where it goes from there. But it will be uh, it'll be pretty interesting. Uh, I think it'll be a it'll good. Be any a good any time, sacrifices? So. Volcano sacrifices? Can we make it happen? Hmm. We'll t- we'll we'll take Just that offline, but maybe <laughs> put it on the list for consideration. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, so we're that's awesome. So beach, El Salvador. Not that far from airport. Nice. Um, can you mention the dates? That's is that public? Yeah. So that's uh, it's August seventeenth to the twentieth. Uh, kind of a probably a welcome dinner on the seventeenth, and then uh, yeah, eighteenth, nineteenth, and then uh, then twentieth. Okay. I'm curious. Like, how many spots are still open? You know, it's a pretty exclusive event. Pretty small crowd. You know, re- relatively similar crowd to like what we had at Volcano Summit. We had eighty there. Um, how many more tickets are you looking to fill up? How many spaces are still available? Um, it's for the, for the right people. Uh, there's, there's, you know, I'd say there's probably 10, 15, 20 more. Uh, so we're, we're pretty close. Um, if we were to run it tomorrow, I'd, I'd be, I'd be happy with the amount, but, uh, but there's a little more space, uh, but, but not too much. Great. And in terms of like, where, where can people, do they have to apply for tickets or like, where can they get more information if they want to buy a ticket? I would say DM DM two citizenships, and we'll uh, on Twitter I'll, okay. I'll, based on uh, based on account physiognomy. We'll have to <laughs> do an evaluation. We'll, we'll include some links as well as a uh, a training center. You can put your Twitter Abby through to uh, increase your, your <laughs> likelihood. We'll actually be taking some some consults for a small fee. We will prepare you to be um, looked upon favorably by by Klusk. Phenomenal. 
Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, the this summit is like the first major event being put on by Palestra. There are going to be a lot of really excellent names um, speaking and attending, and it looks like it's going to be a, a big success. But what, you know, what next? What, you know, you put on this event, it's, it's a, f- a few days of an interesting project, but that does not uh, a a powerful and successful plester make. So how how do you plan to take the energy that you're generating from this and channel it into future projects and initiatives? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, the the event is for it's for the attendees as much as it, as it is for Palestra. So so I think there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of relationships that'll be made um, formed from that. Uh, so as far as Palestra is concerned, I mean, our goal is to build, you know, is to build in El Salvador, um, to build, to build something, uh, to build something real, to build something uh, excellent. And so, I think, you know, from that, then we, we kind of begin working on that. Um, we're also going to uh, release, kind of, for our members specifically, uh, nutrition and fitness initiatives or, or kind of uh, resources for for members. Uh, so, so that's sort of like on the, the internal side, that's, that's kind of what we're, we're going to be doing. Um, and then kind of as it faces out to the world, conceiving how, how, how we want this, uh, to, to look. Let's play, um, let's play devil's advocate here because, um, Mitchell and I, I'm already the devil. That's true. <laughs> so, so, uh, but we'll, what, what's the devil's devil, the devil to the devil. Uh, we, we're going to advocate for him for a second, uh, because, <laughs> Yeah, Mitchell and I were talking about this yesterday offline. Um, mm-hmm. What we, we're we're very bullish on El Salvador, but I think it's fair to be realistic for people who might be thinking about getting on a plane. You should definitely come to the Palestra thing. But what's life like? What's the 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 downsides and the upsides to to El Salvador? If we're getting a really um, realistic picture of what it would be to yeah. move here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You- you know very well. Um, so the the thing is, I mean, sometimes it's easy for me to forget. I've traveled quite a bit. I'm single guy, you know, not too much baggage or baggage. that's not like I, I don't have any responsibility. <laughs> lots of, <laughs> like, men- lots no of mental baggage. That's what I call my <laughs> wife. You can take that anywhere. The baggage. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Um, so I have no like I can just pick up and go, you know, as I, as I please, which is which is a luxury really. And so that, I think that's a big part of, you know, it informs how I, how I view the world. Um, certainly to, to some degree, um, El Salvador, El Salvador, I've mentioned a lot of the, the positives, right? Uh, it's a great place to build something. Um, the people are, are amazing, uh, really kind. Um, and I think some of the negatives it's, I mean, it's still a developing country. Um, a lot of the resources that were, you know, you can be accustomed to in the U.S. or Europe or whatnot um, regarding like, you know, food selection. Right. You can go to like Whole Foods, get some like and Whole Foods is like now like normie tier. Like you could you could go, you know, you could get, you know, I don't know, uh, all, all types of different kind of boutique uh, supplements or, or kind of ingredients, uh, you know, in, in those other markets that you can't find in El Salvador. I think that that's that's a challenge, but it's also like a challenge that's like can be resolved. Right. And it's like up to people who, who want to fix that, uh, to, to kind of contribute. Right. I've actually, I'm going to be launching a, a small raw milk label, uh, at the, at the summit. So there's, there's something, um, uh, so, but, but there's a lot of, you heard like it that. here first people. Just the milk, <laughs> the milk alpha is here. Yeah. So you can, uh, yeah, get your, get your milk, pull up the milk truck. So do you have a, a brand name? Your a milky uh, brand? <laughs> I'll, uh, that that that's that'll come out. Proprietary. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. You'll you'll get to try some. Uh, so it's uh, that's that's one challenge I'd say. Like as far as the food is concerned, um, that's something that. But it's it's great because like, it feels like it's it's getting better, and there's there's people coming every day, and and Salvadorans are like, definitely taking taking you know the opportunity to kind of improve the the quality of agriculture here um that's one thing i'd say you know um little th- like little things like the ro- you know the roads are still getting better and the you know 
um nightlife you know there's there's not too many options right if that's if that's something that's interesting uh but but it's also like all of all of these things are also i know it's it's such a cliche like they're also positives you know but uh it's kind of great because el salvador san salvador specifically still feels like a small town um like you can run into like i like running into the people i know here um whereas like i know jacksonville florida it's uh my hometown it's you know, uh, love, love the city, uh, love, <laughs> love where I'm from. You have to be from somewhere, but, uh, but it's just different. So, uh, yeah, um, that's, I don't know. Like those are the, those are the things I say, like, that's the challenge. And like, it's, it's not going to be like Europe, you know, where you just like, I don't know, you can like just drop in and there's like sites to see. And like, there's like this, you know, museum, you know, museum stuff like the sites to see are beautiful. It's like the volcanoes and the beaches and, yeah, um, a lot of natural beauty, but not so much. A lot of natural not beauty so much here. Built, uh, exactly. Built stuff, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, and then there's also, I think, like uh, if you if you're coming as a single guy, that's uh, there's opportunity for you, but um, we're gonna have to build out the human capital as well. That's that's you know something that just has to wow, be done. Like so... what, man? Wow. No, I mean you know <laughs> the Salvadorans are wonderful, but I'm saying if you're trying to find uh you know. If you're trying to find, if you're trying to start a family here, I think that you know women women are going to follow money, so it's going to be something that has to be either you you import your own or uh, you know the the a lot more options come as as the country develops. I'll I'll tweet my address uh, to the <laughs> to the e girls in our network. Um, <laughs> Of, of which 95% of uh, Network Age listeners are sm- e-girl smoke shows. So this should be easy to um, to do for you. Uh, I just, I, my eyes have been open this entire pod, but now they're closed and I'm just <laughs> just dreaming. <laughs> I just laid back slightly. Yeah. Uh, I think with re- respect to the El-, El Salvador stuff, do you, as, as someone who did physically re- relocate, um, mm-hmm in part to be able to pursue these these various goals do how do you think that someone who is um their their physical mobility is is limited i i i mean just with respect to moving in and around the country like how can someone like that participate in this project or these goals or in the network age yeah so i think Going back to how El Salvador leverages the Bitcoin network and the Twitter network, right? It's also fed by those networks. So uh, it's it's sort of cyclical, right? And so by participating, and, and I say Bitcoin, I, crypto in general, uh, and basically by participating in those networks, you're, you're basically promoting, uh, you know, El Salvador uh, and you know, in, in this in this sense, right? There's like a lot of, you know, I think in this sphere, I'm kind of talking to to the listeners of, of Network Age, um, where like that that's that's one way that you do it by um, just keep posting, uh, keep keep like using keep using these networks because they're feeding they're feeding things uh, in in El Salvador actually they're feeding momentum. So um, I don't know. That's that's one way. Retweet the the topless women on the beach. It's not hard. <laughs> it's yeah. it's all uh you know I'm just it's a, a cultural cultural minister. Yeah. Well, I this is it's I find this an interesting question for me personally because I you know I am not in El El Salvador and I don't. Well, I would love to um to visit and and make some of those physical connections. I do not, and my life is rooted in a in a strong way here in mm-hmm. in Montana and. It's not Mitchell's extremely blood and soil. Yes, that's that's true. I, you know, I've, I'm 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 leaning more in the the Kaczynski mold, getting my cabin, you know, disconnecting my wires. Um, but I, I think that you know, it's a, it's a question like, how do you c- engage with something that is is happening elsewhere? And also for me, I'm not like I do. I tweet, you know, I I, I have to to some degree, um, but it's not my my natural form of communication. And mm-hmm. yet, I um, do really support a lot of the the goals uh, certainly a lot of the self-betterment that you've talked about but about um creating a space for yourself that is is not beholden to 
some of these larger, you know, manipulating forces and, and, you know, creating powerful human networks and uh, not having your, your body shaken for its every last um, sent by, you know, banks and lawyers and, and all these things are, I think, ultimately good, but um, how to create those in your life when you're when you're not able to relocate or um, don't necessarily love being online is, is a little bit of a, of a challenge. But I think <laughs> that it really I don't know, maybe it does just come down to personal connections and making things like these and having these conversations and I guess doing um, IRL posting, which is just talking to people, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, topics. yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm merely musing, but I, I find that to be a, an interesting, useful question to, to try it, to answer. It is. And it just made me think of one one more thing. Like it's you have to it's the network, right, is is just a form of it's a form of power projection. And and what you're what you're basically saying is like how do you how do you send power uh, to how do you how do you send power from afar, right? Uh, you you do that you do that through through these through these kind of forms of well sometimes they're actually described as warfare right uh, like no, the like the novel forms of warfare right are like information warfare and i mean you don't want to like that word seems like i don't know antagonistic unnecessarily but uh, but it's a way of you know it's kind of a way of lending lending power i think that guy jason lowry who's like a bitcoin maxi who um you know, he talks about like how mining is like, uh, what is it, warfare or something? There's power. Uh, there's there's a point to this, right? Like, like he, I think he blocked me on Twitter, but there's uh, <laughs> there's like he, he's he's hinting at something real, right? Where there's this kind of, you know, there's like new generations of warfare in the military, um, but there's also ways of like lending support, right? Uh, and and anyway, I think information is is really one of the only one of the only ways you can do that, other than like financial uh, or or something. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's fair to say that like you know if you're if people are known to be in your network and they're posting good quality content even if they're not in country then that is a bonus to your online army or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also think of it as like I don't know being an orbiter in El Salvador. It's like the quality of the orbit network informs how much clout I have in the country to some extent. So when I meet like a government official in El Salvador, they're like oh, you're part of Urbit and like, oh, this person's part of Urbit. And so the activity of the network outside of El Salvador is actually like heavily informing the experience of someone in El Salvador, which is kind right. of interesting. And I think the same thing could happen. Obviously, the same thing happens with Bitcoin, right? So if people love the Bitcoin community and it's like, I'm a Bitcoiner, that gives you the clout of that community, the strength of that community. It's sort of, I don't know, I was reading a history about... Um, American investment into Cuba in like 1800. It was quite interesting. I didn't realize it was so strong. And like the Americans there were kind of relying on power back home to support their operations in Cuba um, at a very early phase, but it was still like very much up in the air. And I think there's some lessons from that, like how you survive on the frontier. You need the strength of people back in like New York, Europe, like mobsters world. opening casinos well, and stuff. Wasn't one day, one day, it's going to be true lesson. that like being a member of Urbit yeah. will be seen the same way as being a member of the Roman Empire. So that if anybody like attacks you outside of the Urbit network, then they know that they know that Urbit is going to destroy them. So you can you have like carte blanche to move anywhere in the world and just show your yes. Urbit. If we ID. get to that level, we've won, even if like it doesn't work as a computing network, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the, the dream. I I guess are we are we just talking about the building like, you know, new social clubs? Are we are, are we all Freemasons in disguise? Uh I mean uh I'm openly. Openly. Yeah. <laughs> We, we've been open from that from the start like that was the whole point mitchell right? you, haven't you seen yeah. my john d shirt <laughs> well i mean I, this this in some way is a serious question i think that like the sort of um like w one of the bad versions of things like this is um it you know we create just you know more boys clubs that don't do anything under the guise of making a difference. And I don't, I'm not saying that that is Oh, that's fair of the, that's fair of the is, Masons for sure. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that's where like Plesra is going, but I think that is something like it's, it's easy to use high minded rhetoric um, to push your goals forward, but it, it can't just merely be 
uh, I want to be with my homies in somewhere cheap, right? Where they give me a Latina girlfriend. Because that's, that's, um, that, yeah, I guess that looks very to successful. Me that sounds for, like for a balanced diet, though, to be honest. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I think, as with any, uh, the, this was something I thought when I first read Balaji's uh, network state thing. And one reason I, I was skeptical of some of his I- ideas and, like, you know, he sort of talked about building a, like a little fitness fascist state, right? Where they're going to beat you if you don't do your push ups. Um, but, like, how do you how do you organize around um, a principle without corrupting that principle? And I, it's you know certain, it's not easy necessarily to do that, and it's it's a something that constantly has to be um, reworked to I think keep keep that from happening. Yeah, I think related to that, I mean, chatting with the head of Escape to El Salvador, a U.S. lawyer named Jeremy, who just opened, he just bought a house very close to where the Urbit Villa was in Escalon region. Of, of San Salvador. And it was really interesting talking to him because he's like, look, I've been involved with um, these kind of state level libertarian type projects then since like the 90s. And there was first one in Costa Rica. Then there was like kind of the failed free state movement in New Hampshire. And I think it was like Groton, New Hampshire, a really random town actually. Um, and he's like, you know, from that experience, his focus is now he wants to get families to move. And he's trying to figure out how to solve their pain points, which he said, yeah, we're mostly around good schools, safety. And the last part, I mean, health is pretty big. That did get a lot of families mm-hmm. to move to Costa Rica. Um, yeah, I've met a lot of people who are like, yeah, we we like Costa Rica because it's healthy living. It's kind of closer to the earth. So I, I think there are ways to avoid this kind of boy club effect. And I think that's that's what I look at when I kind of see the failure of Praxis. If you just are throwing parties in New York, it, it eventually, unless you're actually cool, unless you're like actually the kind of Greenwich Village scene, it seems to eventually kind of expire. Well, on, on that note, Klusk, uh, I want to thank you for joining us here on the Network Edge. This was an awesome conversation about a really promising project in a, in a promising place. And I think that... Um, your, your work and Palestra's work deserves the attention of our listeners. So whether or not you are fortunate enough to attend uh, the summit in El Salvador, make sure you, you pay attention and um, keep continuing to pursue, pursue these, these network gauge values. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And uh, to all our listeners, we will see you next time on the Network Age. For more Network Age podcast content, you can find us at Network Age Pod on Twitter. And also go give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you leave a written review, we'll read it on air. Until next time, thanks for listening.